Chicago. This is your morning routine. Listen, respect my name. Cap and J-Hood. That's right. That's right. We're bad. Uh-huh. Watch the show on Twitch. Follow ESPN 1000 Chicago. Stream the show on the ESPN Chicago app and on FM 100.3 HD2 and on ESPN 1000 Chicago. Now, now, now. David Kaplan and Jonathan Hood. Good morning, everyone. Bring them out. Bring them out. Woo! Welcome in to the Cap and Jay Hood Morning Show on ESPN 1000, and we are streaming on the ESPN Chicago app with David Kaplan and Jonathan Hood with you. We've got Shay, we got Jay Moore, we got you for a three hour ride on this Tuesday morning with open phone lines for you. 312. 332-ESPN-332-3776 is our telephone number. And Cap, you reminded me in our meeting this morning that we're just a few days away from spring training. Cubs and White Sox. That'll be the first game on our air here on the home of the Sox, ESPN 1000. That's right. We will have baseball back on Friday. Danny was busily at his computer going, all right, I'll get Carmen Yerkov early. Waddle, Sylvie, get a break. And bam, we get the sunshine flowing through the radio speakers. Cubs, White Sox. We had both team chairmen involved in news stories yesterday. One spoke. The other is going to speak today to the General Assembly down in Springfield. Jerry's asking for a billion-dollar subsidy to build another stadium. Tune in. And Tom spoke yesterday at Cubs camp in his annual State of the Cubs address. Mm -hmm. And it was not well-received by much of the fan base. Yes, excuses against the gray wall at Sloan. That's what I saw. There he is standing in front of the gray wall. And there's 257932. You know, ESPN Chicago, all the mics, the pennant mic club right there to find out. Hey, owner Tom, what do you think of the Chicago Cubs? How about the budget? Yeah, I don't get into that. And basically, they, the, the budget is determined, you know, as as we, you know, boil out the expenses effectively. So it's not like we say, okay, now we're going to, you know, uh, you know, we're going to spend a bunch of go for it or championship window. We're trying to be consistent. I mean, the goal is to be one of the teams that is always trying to win and, um, and every year has that opportunity. And, and so we tr- I try to look at the budget much more consistently than, you know, than let's just go for it one year. Good to hear the uh, BS plane flying over as he gives that answer. So I was on the phone with a few different people in the game yesterday. Mm-hmm. Talked to my buddy Stoney. I talked to a couple other guys, and I said, okay, I'm here, you're out there, and one was in Florida. <laughs> I said, what would you do if you were the Cubs? Would you sign Bellinger? And almost to a man, they said, yeah, short term. If he wants a long-term deal, I would not give it to him. They said, go back and look at his contact rate and his exit velocity the last couple months. He said, are you banking that he's the guy for the first four months of 23 or the guy that had awful 21 and 22 where his numbers were worse than Jason Hayward? Or is he the guy from 19 who won the MVP? They would not give him a long-term deal. They Short-term, with a chance at an option that automatically vests, yes. But they would sign pitching. 
They all said, that's fine. You got young players that can play in the outfield, but why not take a run at Blake Snell, Jordan Montgomery? There might be a trade candidate out there like Jesus Lazardo from the Miami Marlins, really good pitcher. And reportedly, there are multiple teams trying to make a deal to get him. But it would be very costly in terms of prospect capital. That all said, I don't want to hear what do we have to do to get more spending, more revenue. Hang on a second. You have an insane amount of revenue there. I understand you have to pay your own upkeep of your stadium. You don't have the Illinois Sports Facilities Authority, like Jerry does. You had to spend a billion dollars to renovate your stadium. You don't have a free stadium that was paid for by the taxpayers, and now you're looking for another. I get all that. But you know what the Cub fan in me wants to hear? You know what the Cub fan who's driving to work right now, man or woman, goes, I just want to watch my team compete. They don't want to hear, we need more revenue. They want to hear... We got a chance to win, and man, the Cubs had a really active offseason, and man, the Cubs are really good. That's all they care about. Yes, that's all they care about, but that's not what you're getting. That's not what you're getting, Cap. Once again, the Chicago Cubs are in the top ten of payroll. You're nine in payroll. Nine. So, so here's the thing. Huh? This is a baseball team here that should be competing and winning the division going away. That was my thought in December. When the hot stove started in December, January, getting into the winter meetings, I said, you should be the bell of the ball. I didn't expect the Cubs to be able to come up at a haul out of the winter meetings, but I thought the Cubs would not be a ball club that's standing still with the ninth best payroll. You're standing still. You see, the days of Larry Himes and Ed Lynch and Andy McPhail, those days are in the past when you're pinching every single penny. Nope, we're just going to throw out a couple of veterans out there. They almost had the White Sox type of philosophy at, at one point. Let's bring in the attractions. Let's just find veterans from other teams, cast-offs, and throw them on the roster. Cup fans will come out. Doesn't matter. As long as they got a Cub uniform and the sun is, is warm and the beard is cold, doesn't matter. What I'm telling you, Cap, is that because you're top nine, there's no time to be frugal. There's no time to penny-pinch or to be choosy about it. you got Craig Councilman for a reason. That can't be your biggest splash. If I'm a Cub fan, I'm outraged right now because what I'm saying is is that the roster's fine, but you you don't have a payroll that's supposed to be, oh, the roster's fine. Yeah, that, uh, the, the, the payroll to me does not dictate, oh, you know what, we'll just have a few guys here and there and then see what happens. No, you should be going for it. You should be one of the top teams in the National League. Should be. I don't disagree. Now, they're never, ever, ever going to spend at the level of the Dodgers. That's just a fact. That's fine. The Dodgers got an insane TV deal. Unfortunately for the Cubs, they were locked up with Comcast Sportsnet NBC until 2019 when that window had already started to close. And we're seeing a lot of teams having struggles financially because the regional sports network's deals are collapsing. There's bankruptcies everywhere. But we were told they're going to break away from the other three teams and that Marquee is going to let wheelbarrows of cash get dumped at Theo's door. You remember that? Yes. And Crane and his business side have maximized a ton of revenue, the DraftKings deal and the this deal and the legacy part. They've done a great job. There's a ton of revenue. Okay, if you don't think that, and I'm not saying you, but if people out there in the game would not give Bellinger eight years or five years or whatever, that's fine. You still need more pitching. 
You're telling me you can't get a deal done for anybody. Nobody. I don't believe it. With a $187 million payroll, the Chicago Cubs are the embodiment of being half pregnant. That's what you are. Because with $187 million, where's your stars? <laughs> you would think if you're a top 10 in payroll that you'd have difference makers. Now, listen, the Arizona Diamondbacks, to me, are an anomaly. Mm-hmm. Because you know, again, high payroll doesn't necessarily mean automatic World Series championship. Mm-hmm. But it does increase your chances to get there based on who you spend the money on. Correct. And here's a perfect example of how it's not a guarantee. Look at the Mets. Yeah, they spent, what, 380 400 Yes. Didn't even make the playoffs. Look at the Yankees. Same Did, thing, right? Dead last. But, you know, look at the Braves, you know, one and done. So, but it increases your chances to try to get there in the dance. Correct. What I'm saying is, is that when you have that kind of payroll, $187 million, and by the way, if you don't believe me, ask Cap. Many, many, many shows in the 90s, many, many, many shows in the, in the early 2000s of saying, when is the payroll going to get better? Where are the difference makers? How come they don't get this free agent, this, that, and the other? How come they don't make this trade? Well, the Cubs actually have the wherewithal to be able to spend money on Bellinger. Here's the thing. Uh, to me, if I'm a Cub fan, it, I don't care how much it costs. I do care about a difference maker that can help me from the left side offensively. I, I, don't, I don't need Tom Ricketts to co-host with me or him in the studio. Or I don't need, all I know is this. If I'm Craig Council, I'm saying I've met, I left Milwaukee for what I think is a dream job with the Cubs. And I look at this roster and I go, I think Milwaukee's better. Seriously. I mean, I understand that he's going to be in this for the long haul, at least five years, right, Council? Mm-hmm. At, at least five, six years. Mm-hmm. What I'm saying is, is that I got a new job, and I think there should be new expectations. With Council, that means that you're step up in class. You felt like David Ross wasn't the right guy. And, and by the way, that's fine. If you felt like this is your Joe Madden of this generation, that you're going to step up with a new manager, fine. But along with that are expectations. You can't say, hey, look at us. The most money ever for a manager. Here's Craig Council. We're going to play the kids. What? Cap, you can't, again, half pregnant. You can't say all in on Council. Yeah, let's see what PCA could do for 400 bats. Or, or, or let's, let's middle it at first base. Man, at this point in time, Cap, as you well know, a good baseball team, you are solid up the middle. You're solid on the corners at third and first base. You're airtight defensively. You're pitching. Better be solid. When you get counsel, that means you're stepping up in class on your roster, too. So you match the manager with the roster. You can't say, here's counsel. We're paying through nose for him. Uh, we'll just see what happens. Uh, we're going to hold on to a few dollars here. Cap, it's not our money. It's their money. You have it to spend. It kind of is our money when we buy tickets. Ultimately, or yes. Or watch games Ultimately. or patronize marquee sponsors. Ultimately. But, uh, uh, but do you understand the parallel I'm making? Yeah. You get counsel and then say, well, see what Bush can do over at first base. Uh, we don't really need Bellinger. We'll just go have PCA out no. there. And, and, then, and then try to experiment. You're the Cubs. You're experimenting with Morell at third? I like his bat in the lineup. I'm a big Morell fan. But the idea, like, oh, yeah, 30 errors at third, it's fine. No. You, you, there's no four and five out innings now, from thing, Morello at third base. Well, first of all, did you say the Brewers are better than the Cubs? I, if you're counsel, you're saying, well, wait a minute now. Like, I thought that this Cubs roster should be way better than the Brewers, even though the Brewers have missed some pitching. Yeah, the Cubs, yeah. Cubs over under in Vegas is 83 and a half. Yeah. Brewers are 77 and a half. They're taking a big step back. All I'm saying is if you're counsel, you expected a lot more. From okay, the Cubs, now the dude. one thing I would tell you, and I agree with you on a lot what you just said. Yeah. 
I'm being told Craig Council wants to play the younger players. And that he said to somebody, your guys' problem is you never let your young players play. We did in Milwaukee, but, and we beat your ass. But not in abundance. That's my point. Where, yeah. uh, where's your difference-making slugger in they this lineup? They do not have a star. Yeah, that's all I'm saying. Say Suzuki's a really good player. Swanson, good player. Horner, good player. Hap, good player. They don't have a star. And that, to me, is the most indicting thing. For $187 million. Right. <laughs> like, like, we used to go push and pull, trust, trying to get the Cubs to $100 million. Now, is one of those guys in their system trending to be a star? I don't see a Rizzo, Bryant, Baez. I don't see one of the, Maybe one develops into that. But I'll argue with while their system is more highly rated in terms of depth, they have seven top 100 prospects. There's not a guy coming along where, like Chris Bryant, you went, that guy can be an MVP. Anthony Rizzo, that guy's 30 and 100 every year. Mm-hmm. I don't see one of those yet. All I'm saying is, is that I agree that young players should play. I agree with that. But while you do that, you also have to spend money on veterans. And you better be the Dodgers if you're going to play a number of young players. Because the Dodgers, we admire them for being one of the best of saying, boy, their balance of how they're able to spend money on quality talent and develop a farm system at the same time. A couple years ago, we were talking about this like, boy, that's admirable. Good baseball. Correct. Yeah. The comment that Tom made that bothered me, and I'm just speaking as a Cubs fan, when they asked him, what do you have to do to add more payroll? And he said, get more revenue. I don't want to hear that. Yeah, I can't do I that. I don't want to hear that. If Larry Himes said that, you could understand. It's 91. Correct. You didn't have, you didn't have the revenue streams over there like you, had, like you have now. Like he mentioned that the Cubs are right there with the CBT level. No, you're not. The CBT level is 237. Cubs are at 200 when you factor in all the other expenses that you have to pay for a player. All their benefits, everything. It's two hundred. I think Jesse said to us yesterday, the actual number is two hundred million. That's right. Okay, you got thirty-seven million dollars worth of wiggle room. You're telling me I can't get two more deals done? See, here's what I don't like. I don't like when people in authority try to BS us as fans. I don't like that because there was a time cap that you had to make a phone call. Or really do a lot of really deep dive research to find out, okay, what's the payroll and what and what are the limits for this team? Now it's for everybody. It's a touch of a, of a, on a Google search. That's it. It's right there in front of you. That's or it. Or you got to wait for the column to come out in the newspaper, you know, and see the like the payrolls listed in the paper, and then compare your team to the rest of the team, like yeah. Sports Illustrated. Yeah. Uh, but now it's just one Google search. It's right there in front of you. The information. Correct. So you can't BS us. He can't say that in an open mic when I, we can just Google search and it's right there. Everybody was tweeting at me. I say, were you rant in the morning? We signed David Peralta and Dominique Brown. No, we're Dominic Brown. No, those are minor league non-roster invitees. Every camp has them. I'm not, that's not worth me ranting over. Now, if I hear that the Pirates got Cody Bellinger on a one-year deal for $24 million, yeah, I will rant. <laughs> yeah, I will. Now, I get that Tom doesn't deal much with Scott Boris. They've talked before, but he does not engage Scott on contracts and sign. That's Jed's deal. That's fine. I got no issue with that. There's a lot of owners that feel the same way. Some don't. I'm sure the Colorado owner regrets 
182 million to Chris Bryant. I'm sure that there are other owners that go, I can't believe I gave that contract out. What was I thinking? Got to listen to your baseball. Let them do their job. That's fine. I just want to go into the season feeling like you've done pretty much everything within reason to put a winning product out on the field. This is a dice roll. Right now for me, from my seat, that's a dice roll. I just thought the Cubs were trying to win this year. They'll tell you they are. Okay. I just I just don't want to just say it's a fait accompli that the Cubs, just because the Brewers have taken a step back in their pitching, that, oh, well, the Brewers are out of it. Cincinnati, I, we, <laughs> we just looked at each other with what Jesse was giving us this spiel about uh, the Cincinnati Reds being a better team this year. Reds? He has him like, like, as, a, as a contender. He has him winning the division. No okay, shit. good luck. <laughs> like, we know the Pirates are the Pirates and then the rest of it, right? The Reds but, have good young players. Yeah, they do. But you just, but I, I laugh at that. All I'm telling you, Cap, is that if I'm a Cup fan today, I'm looking at this like, so the, the gates are open at Sloan and this is it? Okay. I can understand if you're a non-contender. And if you're in the middle of the pack or toward the bottom in payroll, all right, we're trying to build this thing. Kind of like the White Sox, right? At the, at the bottom. But you're not the bottom. You are part of the evil empire. You're in the top ten, Cap. I still think they're going to make another move, whether that's Matt Chapman, whether that is Cody Bellinger. If you said to me, you know what, they're not going to sign either of those guys, but guess what? They are going to sign Blake Snell or Jordan Montgomery. I'm in. Let's go. But you know that that's, that's kind of not baseball. You're a baseball man. You understand. Mm-hmm. You want the new guy to be acclimated with the ball club from day one. Just coming through the gates through the third week of spring training or opening day. Eh. I understand that things have changed here because there's so many players that are still looking for a job today. I'm just saying that you know baseball like I know baseball. You like your guy signed. He's talking to the press. All right, day one. You got the Cub uniform on. Let's go. Get acclimated to your, your new teammates here. Right. See what you can do. This whole thing coming in late. Ah. I found it interesting, Tom's comment about Boris. That surprised me where he said, we really haven't negotiated. That's on them. So 312-332-ESPN, 332-3776 is our phone number. Cap and I want to talk to you. Um, Shay, let's open the phone lines. Let's get your thoughts on Tom Ricketts, and we'll hear more from Tom coming up next. He met the media yesterday. Are you outraged as a Cubs fan? I think you should be that that the ball club's good, but you expected more after the council signing. Let, let's get your thoughts. And also, uh, Ricketts talks about uh, the challenges for Major League Baseball as far as the RSNs, the TV deals. We'll get into that and more. Cap and Jay Hood, weekday morning, seven to ten. Cap and Jay Hood are back. Oh, Cap. Jay Hood, big fan, man. Watch out, fellas. On Chicago's home for sports, ESPN Chicago. Captain Jay Hood on ESPN 1000 and streaming on the ESPN Chicago app. Still to come this hour, Shay Norling with Snorling's scouting report. Got another quarterback to take a look at in the first round of the draft. It's national champion J.J. McCarthy from Michigan. Oh, did you do it without any bias, Sparty? You'll see. Wow. <laughs> we'll find out at 750. Uh, something that bothered me about what Tom said yesterday. Yeah. When he compared the Cubs to the Diamondbacks, when he said 
Arizona got to the World Series. They didn't need, you don't need, it's not who, how much you spend. He's right that it's not how much you spend, but when you're a financial behemoth in your division, a heavyweight, you can't go in going, yeah, I don't know who our third baseman is. I really don't know who our center fielder is, and if the answer is Mike Talkman, that's a bad answer. He's a backup outfielder. Good player. Glad he's your fifth outfielder, fourth outfielder. He's not your opening day freak at center fielder. So Pete Crow Armstrong, you better have a hell of a spring, young man. Here's a thoughts from Tom Ricketts. Well, I think that's that's the beauty of baseball. Like you don't you don't have to you know necessarily have the highest payroll or the biggest stars. But if you're playing well, anybody can beat anybody. And I was happy for the Diamondbacks. I mean, I think they uh, you know they're they're a, a team that was you know a well well constructed team and. Yeah, they play baseball with you know speed and moving runners and good defense, and so it's. Um, I was happy for them. I just wish they hadn't beat us so many times. <laughs> yeah, you know what? No, that's not true, Tom. That's not true. Anybody just can't just beat anybody and get to the World Series. That's not true. Don't look at Arizona like they're the Pittsburgh Pirates or Kansas City Royals. Don't do that. That's not true. You have to be able to have some semblance of stars or difference makers in your lineup. Not saying that the Cubs don't. What I'm saying is, is that when you have a payroll of that as this high, again, in my lifetime, I never thought the Cubs would be in the top five or top ten in payroll because Cap and I, as as kids and as adults and as broadcasters, complained about the payrolls on both sides of town for years. For in years a, in a major market like Chicago, for years. So, so the idea that you're now in the top ten is like. You know, he turns a blind eye to us like anybody can beat anybody. Arizona's not the formula. They're an anomaly. They just are, Cap. I agree. That's a very good way to put it. They're not the formula. They're an anomaly. He's right. Just get in and anything can happen. We saw two years ago Philly get in as the wild card. We saw Arizona get in. We've seen Tampa Bay get there. Not win it, but get to the World Series. That's all well and fine. But again, my point is when your stadium is... ATM Park at Wrigley Field, don't tell me you need more revenue. It's like the comment he made many years ago about biblical losses. Maybe they were. Maybe you did lose $200 million in the pandemic. Okay. I don't want to hear it when you've got the amount of revenue and the value of your franchise is north of $4 billion. And I don't want to hear yesterday, what would it take to increase payroll? More revenue. No, I don't want to hear that. Can't do that. Andy McPhail could have done that. Even if it's true, keep it to yourself. Yeah. Andy could have said that. I mean, you're begging the Tribune Company to spend more money. No, the Cubs are fine. Look at the look at the fans in the stands. Look at the TV deal. We're do, fine. Do you know what an executive at the Tribune told me? Recently? That, or This is um, probably 10 years ago. This is post-Andy and post-Tribune. Okay. An executive at the Tribune literally said to me, Cap, we would have our meeting every November, early December before the holidays to set the budget for the next season. And Andy would come in and go, here's what I need. And I literally looked at it and went, that's it? I'll give you more money. No, we're good. Andy, <laughs> this is all you need? Yep. We'll be competitive. And he said, okay, you're the guy running baseball ops. You know more than I do, but Really? Think about it. I'll give you more money. <laughs> and he wasn't talking like a million. He was talking about significant money. Yeah. Nope, we're good. <laughs> Andy McPhail's small market mentality was not a good thing for the Cubs. No. No. 
he belonged in a market like Minnesota. That's exactly where he belonged. And now Twins, hey, look, they were successful in Minnesota with the Twins that way, but not Chicago. And the guy they thought they had hired, it's like the untold story, was the Royals GM, John Sherholz. Oh, yeah. They got permission to talk to him, made him an offer. He's going to come. And then the owner of the Royals went, nah, I'm going to keep him. I'm not giving you permission to hire him. What? Mm. And two years later, he's off to Atlanta. Anyway, yeah. Yeah. Fact. John Sherholz would have been a boob with a Cubs tie. Right. He's and, and going to the Hall of Fame. Yeah. The guy's amazing. Because they wouldn't have let him spin like that. They wouldn't have, didn't have the farm system that the Braves had to be Did able not. to develop and have all that success. Correct. See? Three one two three three two three seven seven six. Our phone number. More from Ricketts in a moment. But first, we go to Tony in downtown Chicago on Cap and J Hood. Tony, good morning. Gents, good morning on this beautiful Tuesday. Hey, Anthony, uh, what's up, man? It's your buddy Tony Maccapo. Hey, listen to this one. I am so sick and tired of Jed attacking free agency the way my wife t- attacks the dollar store. You know what? You've got Hosmer, Barnhart, VR, Ortega, C- uh, Angerton, Simmons. Wisdom. You know what you have? A garbage, a whole bag of garbage. You know what? All these guys stink, and they none of them are going to be any good. And you know what they should do? Look, JD Martinez. You can get him on a short-term, one or two-year deal, ten to twelve million dollars, and he is that middle of the order bat that would fit perfectly within this lineup. Why are they making it so difficult? I'd love to hear what your thoughts are. Well, I mean, you're bringing up an interesting name. Now, how old is J.D.? J.D.'s old. Mm-hmm. He is. Um, J.D. Martinez is 36, turning 37. That's more of a Sox pickup. He's a right-handed bat. They want a left-handed bat. Mm-hmm. Now, again, would I give Cody Bellinger five at 150, 30 million a year? I would not. I would not. Mm-hmm. You're telling me he's going to keep playing at some camp in Arizona with the other unsigned guys? At some point, there's got to be a meeting of the minds here. And it gets done, right? That's all I'm saying. Like, like I'm not counting Ricketts money in that regard because if I'm, as a fan, if I was a Cub fan, I couldn't care less how much it would cost. What I care about is the quality on the team. That, that's what I would care about. And here's the thing. Bellinger is at the difference between a World Series and not cap. I'm just saying that you need left-handed power like a hobo needs a ham sandwich. You're right. You need it badly. And if that's the best that's on the board, as we always say as far as the NFL draft, best on the board, then you've got to get Bellinger. That's all I'm saying. Like, why, why should I care if I'm a Cub fan of how much it costs? Why should I care? What I want is quality on the field. And I'm saying that the Cubs are good. But the Cubs should be better than just good when you had the ninth best payroll. Imagine that kind of payroll. In your wildest dreams, Cap, you thought, say 20 years ago, the Cubs are in the top 10, $187 million payroll. Well, how many stars they have? They must have got guys in the corners, and they must have a hairy-chested slugger at first base, and they must have like the best cat- catcher or the best starting pitching in the big leagues or at least the National League. No, you got none of that. You don't have the best of anything. Yeah, I'm looking. At, you so, understand that, right? You, yeah. have, you have the best of nothing at, at Clark and Addison. Yeah, you, I, have, you have quality players, but quality players is good. But imagine if you had more star power. You don't have the best of anything over there. You have nice players. Maybe good enough to win a division. Maybe. 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 Which is apparently the goal. 
because Rick had said yesterday the goal every year is to try to win the division. Is that enough for you as a Cubs fan, Cap? Sounds like the Bulls to me. Uh, winning, uh, th- no, the Bulls do not try to win the division. No, I'm saying that they want to compete. That's what that's 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 what the Cubs sound like you want to do. Just want to compete. Well, if he said we just if, if I heard that ridiculous Ed Lynch quote when he said we just want to play big games in September, I'll throw up again. <laughs> that was so offensive. So offensive. He, Rick had said, we just want to get in. Once you're in, you have a shot. Well, that's different than playing big games in September. You get in? Theo said the same thing. When Theo said, everyone went, yeah. Rick had says it because people don't like Tom. They have a problem with it. You win the division every year, you got a great shot at eventually cashing the chips and winning the World Series. That's a fact. To win the division? That's not easy now. That's, that's Cliche, for context... What Cap and I are telling you and telling the audience is stuff that we've heard through sound bites and being at Wrigley or being at, you know, at, at Comiskey. When they're just wiggling in your face, pretty much saying, oh, yeah, we're just trying to just keep the lights on in September. Or we're just try- trying to compete. Big games ne- but, in September is a lot different than winning the division. But, but never hearing the word championship. Correct. That's, that's, that's a bridge too far. Can't say championship. Like how about Art Carnio in the West Side. Never said championship. I think Sigelman. Is it uh, Andrew Sigelman? Seligman. Se- Seligman mm-hmm. asked him a question that kind of led him to saying, aren't you trying to strive to win a championship? And he went right back to, oh, we're just trying to compete. We're just be trying to compete. Just be competitive. Just trying to compete. Same thing with the Cubs. Like, what he said there gave me vibes of the 90s, 90s Cubs. Yeah, and again, if, if your goal is to win the division, which means you get in the dance, we know it's a crap, that's fine. They're, they're not there yet winning division. I don't see them winning the division. Maybe. I, I think they can. Maybe we get to August and they're laughing and going, oh, so-and-so's a rookie of the year and this one's this and this one. And they'll have the last lap. God bless. I'll be the first one to praise him. But right now, as a fan, hey. I'm pissed off. There's not enough there. Some thoughts from Tom Ricketts coming up that you might have missed. And also, how do you feel as a Cub fan? Hey, so the first spring training game is Friday. You satisfied with the Cubs are going to bring up North? 312-332-3776 is our telephone number. Cap and Jay Hood. Weekday morning, 7 to 10. Checkmate 1-6. Immediate suppression on target. That's why I see him in the shot. Shot or no shot with Cap and Jay Hood on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. That's why I see him in the shot. Good morning and welcome in to the Cap and Jay Hood Morning Show on ESPN 1000. And we're streaming on the ESPN Chicago app with David Kaplan, Jonathan Hood with you. Still to come, Albert Breer from Monday Morning Quarterback and SI.com at 835. But right now, a shot or no shot. And it's brought to you by... That'd be ESPN Bet. New users get $100 in free bets right now. Download the bet. ESPN Bet app. One other note. Bet. Gordon Whitmire, our friend. Yes. My dear friend is listening from Arizona. Love Gordon. He said... Uh, Hey, heard you're excited. Michael Bush at first, PCL Player of the Year. Just letting you know, Brian LaHare was the PCL Player of the Year, too. <laughs> wow. Is Gordon Whitmire going to preside over the best team in the National League Central this year? No, he doesn't work for the Cubs. I said He's Cincinnati. That's what I, that's what I mean. Yeah, no. Cincinnati? <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, that's, what, that's what Jesse Rogers told us. No. Didn't it, realize he moved to St. Louis. Oh, you don't like that. 
Dirty Cardinal fan. Does not like the Dirty Cardinals. No, no. That's the team I dislike the most in sports. (laughs) We turn now to Shay Norling with Shot or No Shot. Shay? Uh, Good morning, boys. Let's get right into it. we got a lot to get to. Good morning. NFL news as the franchise tag window opens today, and the Bears may utilize it for the first time since 2021 when they tagged Allen Robinson. Jalen Johnson is probably the most clear franchise tag uh, candidate maybe in the entire league with a team that just has the cap space to use and the player clearly to use it on. Jalen Johnson was an all-pro last year, had the lowest passer rating against on his targets. He was fantastic in coverage. Uh, Shot or no shot. The tag, sorry, the cornerback position, $18 million. Shot or no shot, regardless if the Bears tag Jalen Johnson, they need to sign him long term. That's a shot. That's an absolute shot. That's a shot. stud. He's good in the room where he's a leader of a young defensive backfield. Like, I need a leader back there. Each position group needs somebody that leads. And that guy checks all the boxes. I know that it's the United States of America, and I know that we can't agree on anything. We can't even put a poll question up where 100% of the people can agree on something. Would you like free money come to 190 North State and you would not get 100%? <laughs> but, but no, I, I don't feel like coming down there. But I, I think, Cap, we could be at a consensus, right? Can we all agree that out of all the things we argue about, about the Chicago Bears, mm-hmm. and that we wring our hands about with the Chicago Bears, mm-hmm. the one area we never talk about as far as what are you going to do is at the in the secondary of the Bears, because of the youth and the and also the veteran nature of that secondary, can like, we all can we all agree, you know, tag them, sign them, whatever that the secondary is one of the major strengths of the team. No question. And after the twenty twenty two draft, how many people were firing on Ryan Poles? Why would you take Brisker and Gordon? You needed a receiver. You needed an old lineman. And he said. Because they were the highest rated guys on my board. Period. Now we look back. Wow. Those were really good picks. Oh, man. Where would they be without those two guys? They'd have a lot more holes. So, yeah. Brisker, Jordan. Uh, Brisker, Johnson, uh, Tyreek Ky- Stevenson. Kyler Gordon. Kyler Gordon. Yep. And Terrell Smith. And Terrell Smith. Pretty good, kid. Pretty good, kid. Mm-hmm. That's it. It'll work. All right, Che. All right. Some social media sleuths uncovered something last night. Justin Fields on Instagram has unfollowed the Chicago Bears. And another new development, he has also followed Kyle Pitts, Drake London, and Bijan Robinson. (laughs) Shot or no shot, Justin Fields is getting traded to Atlanta. Well, first of all, let me ask you a question. Do we know for sure that he did follow the Bears? Because he still has the Bears in his profile, right? And he still follows them on Twitter. I'm just going with what was going around social media last night. I'm not somebody who's sitting at my computer chair just every day looking if Justin Fields still follows the Chicago Bears on Instagram. Frankly, I don't care. But apparently there are social media sleuths out there who discovered he unfollowed the Bears and has followed the three major weapons for the Atlanta Falcons. Like, I try to figure, I try to do my job. I try to go work out every day. Okay. I try to go to the grocery store. I try to put a nice meal together for my wife and I. Make sure the dogs get out. And I don't have time to sit on my ass going through 
Uh-oh. Jonathan Hood isn't following Tom Waddle. Oh, I wonder if there's beef there going on at the station. Dang. Oh, this guy isn't following that guy, and Abdallah doesn't follow this one. Dang. Enough! Can we stop with this insanity? I will put on my Inspector Clouseau hat, the big magnifying glass, and I will try to inspect to see whether or not Justin Fields is following the Chicago Bears or the Atlanta Falcons. What do you think? We are going to search and find and see Justin Fields is no longer part of the Bears. I'm going to sit on my ass with popcorn and a big soda. And now the other thing is, he's got—he's a big aficionado of French bulldogs. As is Tom Thayer. They're cool dogs. Wouldn't want one, but they're cool-looking dogs. The dog Uno, Justin's dog, has its own Instagram account. Stupid as that is, I don't understand it. I'm a dog guy. I have dogs. Why would I get my dogs their own Instagram account? But now Uno, the dog is not following the Bears. Damn! Who gives a flying F? <laughs> First of all, if you have an Instagram account for your dog, that's stupid. Oh, <laughs> I agree. <laughs> Shut that's up. just the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Hey, Mindy, did you put Stanley's picture up on Stanley Kaplan on Instagram? No! There he is, Peter Sellers. Damn. Inspector Clouseau. I'd like to rent a room, please. Um, I just think people who have an Instagram account for their animal are dumb. All right, shout out to Chris Black. <laughs> and oh here's God. Shay Norley. He's Shay? Called, all right, hold on, because I don't even know if the question got answered. Shot or no shot, Justin Fields is getting traded to the Falcons. Shot. They're one of the teams. I guess there's one of the teams, so yeah, shot. I mean, he just picked up those three followers just out of nowhere, huh? Hmm. Maybe he's been following them for a long time. I have no idea. He's from Georgia. I have no idea. That seems like you could connect the dots, though. Me and Peter Sellers figured this out in his bucket hat. And if Black and his lovely wife Autumn want to have a an Instagram, do you, kid? God bless him. Oh, it's just not go. for me. All right. You hey. said he's stupid. You just said he's stupid. So I you call Black I, stupid. No, I did not. And Justin Fields. I said you cool. said if you have a dog Instagram account, you're stupid. No, I said you're dumb. Jay Moore, shot or no and, shot, and he called say, Black stupid. No, I did not yeah, say. Yeah, you kind of called him stupid. I did not. <laughs> you're yeah. stupid, Chris. Take yeah, that. Yeah. I said. Well, there's 635. It's already taken care of. I said. I think it's dumb to have an Instagram account for your animal. Okay. But doesn't he I have did not one, right? say Chris Black. But doesn't he have one, right? He does. So that means he's stupid. <laughs> You're a dumbass. <laughs> I know you love your dog, but for him to have an Instagram account, take that. You're a dumbass. I just think it's dumb. One dude from the... <laughs> God bless you. Uh, all good. Do what you want to do. Idiot. Yeah. Oh! It's unbelievable. I wouldn't do it, but you're an idiot for doing it. I'm just telling you, Chris, you're a dumbass. I'm just telling you, kid, but if you want to do it, God bless you. I mean, not It's too late. How or is out of the barn? You called him stupid. And that's unfortunate. I wouldn't have done that. I just said I think it's a dumb thing to have an Instagram account for your animal. I mean, what's next? I got a son and my daughter-in-law. They have two freaking turtles that walk around their house. 
Tommy, and I don't know the name of the other turtle. Should we get Tommy the turtle on Instagram? Nobody cares. But I actually think if you have a turtle, that's worth it. It's cooler. Just walking around the house. They do. Like if I had a pet alligator, I would understand getting that an Instagram account. What about a fish? Swamp people. <laughs> I mean, my God. Shoot him, Elizabeth. Shoot him. Shoot him, Elizabeth. Shoot that guy. Shoot him. Shoot him. I just don't get it. Justin Fields' dog, Uno, isn't following the bears. Shut up. So, Dumbasses. On a, a follow-up on this will take place at 630 with Bleck and Abdallah right here on the home of the bears, ESPN 1000. For more, here's Shay Norling. Shay? Wow. <laughs> Holy cow. I mean, the whole 90 minutes is just going to be you. They're going to pull out all the band audio. It's just going to be it's going to be a thing. Oh, 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 no. Kid. Oh, no. I mean, you didn't have to go that far. But again, I mean, again, shoot, aim. That's just who I shoot, am. Shoot and then aim. Okay. It, it's going to be so. It's going to be a bloodletting. Tune in at 630, everybody. Holy cow. Gus the Doodle getting strays for no reason. <laughs> I didn't put it at Gus. Gus is hey. a cool dog. Again, and now again, moonwalking Michael Jackson. No, Gus is a cool dog. <laughs> Gus does not need a social media you, account. You called Black dumb. You, you called him dumb. And, and listen, I said like the I, concept I know, is dumb. Like I know Chris. Chris is not going to be the problem. Autumn will be the problem. <laughs> oh, <laughs> she'll come guns a blazing. <laughs> you don't mess with her dog now. It's on the hotline. Oh, my God. Here's Shay Norling. Shay. Uh, all wow. right. A little more, a little more football. You're there, a dumbass. Take that. Gus. There is more uh, Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift news uh, despite the season ending. This one made my eyes pop. Travis Kelsey reportedly spent $16,000 on Valentine's Day gifts for Taylor Swift, including multiple arrangements of 250 roses, a sculpture made out of rose petals, and multiple luxury brand items. Sixteen grand wow. on Valentine's Day. Shot or no shot, he did too much. And what I mean by that is he set himself up for failure because now that's the expectation every year. No, he didn't do too much. He makes insane money. Is she hot? He got $20 million just for doing the COVID uh, <laughs> shop thing, the ad. The guy's making insane money. God bless him. If he had that kind, has that kind of money, he wants to spend sixteen grand. Good for him. Honestly, for Taylor Swift, that's not enough. Right? She's a billionaire. I guess you got to spend sixteen grand. You're dating somebody worth one and a half billion dollars. Well, there's a CBT for for him as well, Kelsey. That's it. He's got a certain level that he can only spend. I'm at the competitive balance test. You got to think about that too now. He's got a salary cap on his gifts for the year. I mean, seriously. So, I mean, his brother gets nothing, but she gets all of it. And I like her and his mom, I think. That's it. Ever Valentine's Day. I mean, think about it, Cap. I mean, they must really be into it. Deep into it. Knee deep into it. Good for him. Those Good two. Good for her. Just... I just want it to last. That's why we see these shows on Netflix, these dating shows. I just want, I mean, if I'm going to invest time, I like want it to last. I don't want this to, in September, by the way, they've broken up, and now she's writing a, a whole album about Travis Kelsey and his lower extremities. Correct. I don't want that. Just, if you're going to be a celebrity couple, stay together, for God's sake. That'd be cool. Like, Love. Like, 
25 years still together. Yeah, wow. That'd be nice. That'd be right? super cool. But this whole thing of just like, eh, you know, they broke up in the fall because she does, got tired of him. Does Gus the dog follow her on Instagram? Let's see. Again. Like, how, who? Let me ask you a question. You're a dumbass. Who picks the followers for Gus? Is that Chris and Autumn, or okay. does the dog just point with his paw and bark? Arr! I want oh. that one. Oh, we have controversy. Gus the dog follows Jay Hood on Instagram, does not follow the cat man. It's okay. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Gus the dog not following the cat man. He's got beef with me, okay? Yeah, I'm, I'm a fr- I still love you, Gus. I'm a dog guy. I'm a friend of the family. Gus's family. So I guess God that's bless. Why. Yeah. Gus is adorable. Someone on Twitter said the dog just unfollowed you, Cap. <laughs> <laughs> Put his big paw up there. He's there. I'm okay with that, Gus. You do you, baby. Why are you talking to the dog? What are you doing? Because he's a listener. Why are you calling him baby? It, he's with Chris strange. right now. Okay. You and he's what? listening. Let's get out of here. Coming up next. <laughs> Gus, we're cool, man. All right. Stop talking. This is the problem with the dog Instagram, is the people who post the dog with a first-person caption. Mom and Dad took me to the park and gave me a treat today. Like, please go away. It's the strangest thing ever. I just, this is why God gave me thumbs. I could just flip past it. It's okay. But now Cap's talking to the dog. I think that's almost worse. (laughs) Gussy boy, it's all right. You don't have to follow me, baby. (laughs) Calling the dog baby. It's all right, baby. That's it. What? I got your back, Gus. The dog has an iPad. Does, oh, is that it? Okay, the yeah. dog has an iPad. Yeah, so he can swipe. And- yeah, I was out getting my walk-in yesterday, and I saw some idiot with boots on his dog. Four boots. I'm like, it's 50 degrees, you jackass. Damn. Dog looks like an idiot with a coat. Stop. <laughs> you are <laughs> spraying all fields. Well, there are some dog people in the world that give us other dog people a bad name because they just look stupid. They do. Was it a nice trench coat or what kind of coat was it? It was actually like a little, um, it had little straps underneath. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> and they had these little red boots on. And I'm like, I wanted to say to the guy, dude, really? Your dog looks like a clown. <laughs> You know, if it's, if it's 31 below windchill and there's salt and everything and the little pads on the bottom of feet, okay, you want to protect, got it. But guess what? Yesterday, I'm out walking in shorts. I mean, come on. Your dog looks like a clown. Here? Oh, really? Sick him. Sick him, Fido. Right, right. Sick him. I just wanted to go walk up and say, hey, your dog looks stupid. Oh, my dog looks stupid. Sick him. Sick him, Spike. Oh, God! Ah! Ah! <laughs> Get him off my trousers! Oh, God! Ah! Wow. Now the dog bites you. Now does the dog look stupid? He's You're being bitten by a dog with boots on. Now how stupid does he look? Wow. Why do you do this? Why do you step in it? just honest. Okay. Now you'll get that honesty coming up on Blacket of Dollar. You'll you'll hear that honesty. Tune in, everybody. 6.30. Tune in. Love you, Gus. That's too late now. You can't do that. You can't go with the I love you, Gus, when already he's stupid. I'm giving Instagram. Gus a little dose of honesty. I don't think he can understand you. He's going to go up to Chris and Autumn and go, okay, we can get rid of the Instagram. It's kind of stupid.
Okay. We will go around the NFL. And don't forget Albert Breer at 835, all part of the mix. Captain J. Hood on ESPN 1000. Also on our YouTube channel. Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Twitter at ESPN 1000. Cap and Jay Hood are back on ESPN Chicago. Chicago's Home for Sports. Nick Foles sucks. He sucks. I'm just a fan. I'm not a football evaluator. I love the Green Bay Packers. The guy is drunk, but there he goes. This is not Detroit, man. This is the Super Bowl. I want winners. He starts to come and then he pulls out. This is a really thickly built guy. I mean... What's the answer you're looking for on these things here? Time to go around the National Football League on the Cap and J-Hood Morning Show on ESPN 1000. With you till 10 o'clock, then Mike Greenberg comes in at 10. Carmen Yurko, 12 to 3. It'll be Waddle and Peggy. And for Sylvie, from 3 to 6.30, right into Black and Abdallah. Must listen, coming up at 6.30. Around the NFL, here's Shay Dorling. Shay? All right, I have a list here as the franchise tag window opens today of players who are likely to not get tagged. And I want to know from the two of you, if they do make it to free agency, would you be interested in the Chicago Bears signing these players for what would, I assume, be big money? Yellow patch sheet or no? Just Or just listen? If you want. We'll start with uh, the Chiefs defensive tackle, who is apparently not likely to receive the franchise tag because it's cheaper for them to tag Legereus Sneed and try to re-sign Chris Jones on a long-term deal. So no franchise tag for defensive tackle, eventual Hall of Famer Chris Jones. If he hits free agency and you're the Bears, you going to spend the money required? I'm interested. We I think we went through this last week, Cap. Is he 30 he age? will be 30, yeah. Will yeah. be 30. He's 29 right now. I like him a lot. I do too. He's a monster. I like him a lot. How much do I have to pay him? It's going to be a lot of money. The tag for his position, I think with, I read like $31.5 million if they wanted to tag him. They're not going to do that. The cap is too difficult. Maybe you get him for, it's going to be four years over $100 million. And I already got sweat. Okay. I think it's worth it to me. Man. It's worth okay, it to me. If I give you Dan- Danielle Hunter for a little less money or Chris Jones, who are you taking? I like Chris Jones a lot, too. Actually, I thought that Shea was going to start with Chris Jones. That's what I thought he was going to start with. I like Chris Jones a lot. I think I'd go Chris Jones. Now, this does factor on Kansas City allowing him to leave in free agency or test the market, which they may not let him do. They may just get him on a long-term deal before free agency even starts. Now, Jeff Darlington just said on the getup, he would rather have Mike Evans with Mahomes in the offense than Chris Jones on the defense. Wow. Hmm. Yep. How about that? I was going to include Mike Evans in this list, but from what I've been reading lately, Mike Evans is likely to get tagged in Tampa. I would do that too if I'm Tampa. And as far as the Bears, no. He is not getting tagged in Tampa, right? I've I've been reading that they're likely to use the tag on him. And they'll get long-term deals done for Baker Mayfield and Antoine Winfield. Oh, I had heard he wasn't going to get tagged. There's a lot of different reports out there. But, I I mean, so that is something I would uh, look at. I I like Chris Jones as well. I don't know if that was able to be worked out. I'd love him on the Bears as well, Shay. What's, What's the next name? I heard this this morning, actually. Chris Canty was talking about it. Got my uh, juices flowing a little bit. Cap, I know it'll sound good to you. T. Higgins. 
going to be too expensive in all likelihood for the Bengals to tag him. It would reduce their cap availability, the flexibility to something like $26 million. They're already so committed at wide receiver. They're going to want to go a different route than the franchise tag for T. Higgins. And cap, you have to recruit him through his mother. Done. I'll get it done. I'll get it done. So, ultimately, the question is, is it a Dunze, is it a young wide receiver on the other side of D.J. Moore or an established veteran like T. Higgins? Well, you're not going to be able to get T. Higgins or Mike Evans. And by the way, uh, we'll ask Albert about this, but SI.com says that Tampa Bay will not tag him because his projected franchise tag would be $28.4 million. But they do want to keep him on a longer deal. So, so we'll see. Evans is out as far as the Bears conversation for me. But as far as T. Higgins, like, what do you prefer in that spot? A rookie that you can get at nine or a veteran like I'd a T. Higgins? I'd rather get the rookie at nine. Mm-hmm. Like Malik Neighbors. The savings? Yes. And then spend it on Chris Jones or somebody like that. Mm-hmm. You can't do both. You cannot sign Jalen Johnson and T. Higgins or Mike Evans and Chris Jones or D- uh, Danielle Hunter. Mm-hmm. No, you won't have enough money. You could. No shot. Theoretically. No, you couldn't because you still got to add a center. Yeah, but you get you that all. Add a safety. You could get that all through draft reserve. See, I'm not saying it's the best process, but theoretically, you get a base restructure done with uh, Edmonds. You could do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think they're going to do that. I no, don't. No, no, not they. You. I wouldn't either. I'm not paying all that money in free agency to three veteran guys, 29 turning 30, 30 turning 31. No, I'm not doing that. How close are you to winning since you have them in the playoffs next year? Oh, I that, think that would help, wouldn't it? I think you have a chance to have a really special season. I'm not telling you you're winning the Super Bowl, but I think you're going to take a step. Absolutely. But am I signing Chris Jones for $28 million a year, whatever it is, and Mike Evans for $21 million a year? And who was the third one we talked about? Jalen Johnson. Mm-hmm. No, I'm not doing that. So, crazy. All right. Shay? I'm going to put two players together here. Same position. Two guys not likely to get tagged. Josh Jacobs in Vegas. Uh, Their new general manager, Tom Telesco. Same guy that wouldn't get Eckler done long term. Let uh, Melvin Ingram leave. Melvin Gordon, excuse me, leave. I don't see him tagging Josh Jacobs. And Saquon Barkley, everything we are hearing out of New York. Not going to happen. Not getting a tag. Not going to be interested in a long-term deal. Sounds like he's hitting the market. Saquon or Josh Jacobs would you bring to Chicago? I would take Saquon over Josh Jacobs. Josh Jacobs closes the loop on the Khalil Mack deal. He does. (laughs) I mean, that comes comes full circle, as you remember, Shay. So, Josh Jacobs. And and still, by the way, still trying to figure out, did the Bears win that deal or the Raiders win that deal? I can't, can't tell. Uh, Both lost, maybe? Yeah, I think that's like when you hold him up in the ring, the two opponents, nobody's hand is raised in that situation because Mac wasn't healthy enough. And Josh Jacobs was part of that deal as well. Um, Saquon Barkley as a bear. Cap, that's way too much money for me. I'm sure he's going to be looking for the sky. Uh, They do want a speed merchant back they're looking for, like a real dynamic back. Like a Jameer Gibbs style back. They're not going to draft one at nine, obviously. Boy, say, how, how many years do I have to give Saquon? 
What would you five? What did Monty get in Detroit? You're going to get the same deal. Three? Probably a little bit more because Saquon's better no, Ma- than David Montgomery. Monty only got like six million a year for three years, I think. Yeah, but look at running backs and and the three running backs that really were the loudest voices. Najee Harris and Josh Jacobs and Saquon Barkley about running backs not being paid big money anymore all kind of had disappointing seasons. How about four for 60? For for Saquon Barkley? Yeah, 15 a year. No. Too much? Yes. For a running back, I'm not doing it. I wouldn't give him more than like eight. I don't even know if I'd give him that. Like, I, But my process is if I'm drafting a running back, I'm doing it for... The four years or five years I get him, depending on the round, and then moving on. I'm not paying him a second contract. If I'm doing that with my own guys, I'm certainly not giving somebody else's running back a second contract. That is correct. And so, don't you like the running back room, Cap? Like, Roshan Johnson, waiting for him to come into his own, I think he's going to be a really solid back for the Bears. He and Herbert, do you like the running back room or not? No, it's not good enough. Absolutely not good enough. Let's see what Roshan Johnson can do. He's not a speed guy. He's more of a power guy. I need a shifty, really good, dynamic running and receive. Jameer Gibbs style. That guy's a beast, man. I know a lot of people felt he went too high. Mm -hmm. That guy's a monster in the Detroit offense. The monster. We laughed at the time. You remember this, Shay? Two running backs. And just like, why do the... Why the Lions have Montgomery and Gibbs? And it worked out beautifully. And it was a good thunder and lightning combination. Well, we saw the video that when they had, mm-hmm. what's your GM, Brad Holmes? Yep. Oh, my God. He's sitting there, and you can tell he's nervous. And they said with the 11th pick, Tennessee selects Peter Skaronsky. And he went nuts, hugging everybody, handed the card. Here we go. Jameer Gibbs. Albert Breer with the latest on the Bears in the NFL from Monday Morning Quarterback is coming up next. Cap and Jay Hood right here on the home of the Bears, ESPN 1000.